Welcome back. All right, so let's get into this, okay? So here's the deal. While I know that there are some brothers who will benefit from this, I will be aiming this more towards my sisters because we're the ones who tend to jump the gun. And you know what I mean by that. A guy asks us out, we have a good time, we end up spending more time on the phone with them, we spend more time FaceTiming, video chatting, WhatsApping, going to movies, whatever it is, we end up spending more time. And we have those conversations that go on for hours. We learn more about him than we think he's sharing with other people. Or sometimes he tells us that he's sharing things with us that he hasn't shared with other people. You find yourself doing the same. You find yourself thinking about him a little more. He's calling you a little more. Y'all are texting throughout the day. He's the last person you speak to at night. The first person you speak to in the morning. Everything feels like you guys are together. He might even throw in an introduction of a friend or a family member and you've introduced him to a friend or a family member in passing and you're thinking, well, yeah, this, this this is a relationship. This is a relationship. And in this day and age of people saying that, you know, what's understood doesn't have to be explained and all of these other things that people say, You feel like you're taking care of your due diligence by watching what he says and watching what he does and making making sure his words are consistent with his actions. You feel like you're doing what you need to do to assess correctly whether this is progressing or not. The problem is more times than not, I'm finding more and more sisters getting disappointed when something happens. Maybe a birthday goes by unrecognized or uncelebrated. Maybe a holiday goes by and you never heard from him. Maybe Thanksgiving or Christmas rolls around and he hasn't invited you to spend time with his family or you're feeling a little nervous about inviting him to see yours because he hasn't invited you to see his. Maybe he tells you about some event that happened and he's telling you about uh his friends and how they brought their wives and girlfriends and you're wondering why you weren't invited. Something happens that causes you to question what you're seeing. And the reason I want to talk about this is because while we're in that space where it feels like we're in a relationship with this guy, we start doing relationship things, don't we? We find ourselves curving other brothers. We find ourselves Uh, sacrificing a little more time. Maybe we don't need to get that assignment done tonight. Maybe we can give it one more night so we can stay on the phone with him a little bit longer. Maybe I don't need to go out with my friends because it's Friday night and that's usually our night. We've started to have our own night and and we have a routine and we're developing uh, a routine together. Maybe you started sleeping over or he has started sleeping over. Or you found yourself making sure he has lunch or you notice he, he's having a rough week and maybe you're over at his place one day and he takes a nap and you decide to surprise him by cleaning up his kitchen or doing his laundry or whatever. But then you start noticing something else. You'll notice that when you need help, he's telling you he's not free. Maybe your car broke down. And he's telling you he can't get time off of work to come help you. Or maybe um, 
you're having a bad day and you just really want someone to, to cuddle up under. And you reach out to him and you just say, babe, I've had a bad day. And I really just, you know, can you come over? I just want to be with you. I just want to cuddle with you. I just want to see you. And he tells you that he's too busy. And you won't say anything, but you start thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. I did this when, when you had a bad day and I've done that when it looked like you needed some help. And I've, I've sacrificed this in this area and in that area. So why is it that you're never here for me? And you, you talk to your girlfriends about it. You talk to your, maybe your mother or a, another mentor about it. And all of them are saying the same thing. Well, I mean, if he did this, that must mean he takes you seriously. And if he, if he's done that, then that must mean that he's thinking of, of, of you in this way. But here's what no one decided to stop and ask themselves, including you. Did the man ever ask you to be his girlfriend? Did he ever say the words? Now, to those of you who are listening, I know that that question automatically brought up feelings of defensiveness and, and everything in you that doesn't feel good. And I want you to push through it and hear what I'm saying. This is not from a place of judgment. I just want us to bring it back to the basics. I just want you to ask yourself one question. This is not to make you feel dumb. This is not to make you feel unworthy or anything like that. I want you to ask yourself did he ever say the words, I want us to be official? Did he ever say the words, I want you to be my girlfriend? Did he ever say the words, I would like for this to become exclusive? Did he ever say those words? The reason I want you to ask yourself that question is because deep down I know that you already know the answer. You assumed that you were in this relationship. You assumed that it was a relationship and you began to move like you were in a relationship. And what ended up happening is once you needed your side of this relationship, quote unquote, to be reciprocated, you found out very quickly that you weren't in one after all. So when we come back, I want to talk about why we do that. And then next we'll talk about how to overcome it in the future. Be right back. Okay, so let's start off with the obvious. Yes, it is okay if you feel let on. Yes, it's okay if you feel like the brother gave you mixed signals. All of that is okay. It's okay if you decide that you want to have a group session about those two facts with your friends or your mentors or by yourself or while you watch a movie or while you take it. It's, it's completely fine if you want to have that conversation with yourself. At some point, I want you to go ahead and let that go, though, because at the end of the day, you can't change what has happened. It doesn't mean that what was done to you was was OK or anything like that. It does mean that if we don't like the way that it felt, 
We need to do our due diligence for ourselves to make sure that we're not in this position again. So let's first talk about why we got here. How did we get to the point where we felt that we were in a relationship that we weren't in? Well, I know how I got in it, Allison. He gave me all these uh, signs and he did all this stuff. I I mean, he made it look like we were in one. Okay, pump your brakes though, because that's not the only thing that happened. Let's sit down and be honest. There was a part of you that wanted to know if this is what you thought it was and you got afraid of asking. You were afraid to ask because you didn't deep down want to know that it wasn't what you were hoping it was. Maybe you've been disappointed so many times that you just wanted this to finally be your answered prayer. Maybe you've kissed so many frogs that you just wanted this one to finally be your prince. Maybe every time you have asked in the past, you got disappointed and you just didn't want to be disappointed anymore because you were so happy and you were feeling so good and you were enjoying his company and y'all fit and the connection was there and you match and you get along so well and you didn't want to destroy that moment by asking a question that ended up coming down the line anyway. You ended up needing to ask anyway, didn't you? But you didn't ask in the beginning because you were afraid. There was something in you that started to wonder when he did the first thing that didn't reciprocate something you did. You started to wonder, well, wait a minute, is this what I think it is? But you became afraid of trying to find out because you have a history of hearing more no's then yeses. Yeah, you could always set boundaries, but you set boundaries before, haven't you? And you have more experience with setting a boundary and seeing the brother walk away than choose to walk with you. And maybe you just finally got tired of seeing brothers walk away if you set a boundary. So you thought out of sight, out of mind. If I don't bring it up, then this can be what I think it is. And I won't be the reason that it stops. Only that's a fear-based decision. That's a fear-based mindset. And it still didn't work, did it? Because as you were continuing to settle in and make this a relationship because you felt that it was a relationship and you desperately wanted it, to finally be a relationship, you still ended up being ignored on Thanksgiving. You still ended up not getting a gift for Christmas. You still ended up not being invited to a family reunion or a cookout. You still ended up hearing about him tell you about an event he went to with all of his boys and their girls and you never even being asked if you wanted to come. It still came back to haunt you. So what do you do now? I mean, you can stay mad at him. You can stay mad at him. You can decide that you just want to, you know, harp on the fact that he gave mixed signals and he let you do all these things and you won't be wrong because I tell my brothers all the time, you know, when a woman's into you. So if you know that she's into you in a way that you're not into her, 
you need to leave her alone. Don't come up with the, I told her what it was in the beginning. Don't come up with that BS. If you see that that woman is falling for you emotionally, if you see she's becoming emotionally invested and you either don't see her as the one or you're not in that space yet, you absolutely positively need to cut her loose, make it a clean break so that she can be protected from herself. Because we all know the person who's emotionally invested first takes the longest to walk away. So the one who is least invested is the one that has to make the hard decisions. That's how it should be. So yes, I can tell you, you can stay in that mindset because you're right. To some extent, that brother did lead you on. To some extent, that brother did take advantage of what you were doing because he never told you to stop, did he? He never said, don't do my dishes again. He never said, don't wash my clothes. Hell, he never said, give me my key back. <laughs> so yeah, you wouldn't be totally wrong. But does wrong help you feel better? Does the fact that you didn't do anything quote unquote wrong make you feel any less disappointed? That's what I thought. So why don't we just focus on how to not be in this place again? And the first thing that you have to do is simply sit back and accept I was afraid to ask where this was going. It felt good. It's been years since I felt this way. Every time I've ever decided to ask a question, I got disappointed. And this time I just didn't want to be disappointed. So I just thought that if I just went with it and just believed as hard as I wanted to believe that this was a real relationship, finally, that someone finally stopped playing with me. I wanted to believe that someone had finally stopped offering me just enough and then backing away when it came time to make it official. I so wanted to believe that this was finally someone who wasn't afraid to cross that line into something more than just friendship or dating. I was so hoping that and I'm so tired of not having it that I just decided that I was going to pretend that this is what it was until it became what it was. And so to some extent, something in me already knew that this was not official and I was just too afraid to see it or acknowledge it or do anything about it or make it confirmed by asking questions. That may not be something that you're happy to acknowledge. It definitely won't feel good. It won't feel good to say, well, I knew it wasn't what I thought it was, but I'm just so tired of getting disappointed. I decided that if I didn't say it, that it would turn into that. It's okay, though. There's no need for you to beat yourself up about that. This is all about self-reflection and acknowledgement, not to condemn you, but so you can correct the behavior going forward. So now let's talk about what to do so we don't end up in this situation again. One of my best dating experiences was with a gentleman who had a lot of the same mindsets I did concerning relationships. We don't believe in checking phones. We don't believe in needing to know passwords. We don't believe in uh, taking away the God-given right of privacy that every adult should have just because they're dating us. 
But something that he said very early on set the tone for our connection. He said very clearly, when I want a relationship, I will ask for one. When I want a girlfriend, I will ask for one. Now, he wasn't rude. He didn't say it in a rude way. But I want you to understand how profound those words are. And I want you to understand that men do still say them. We have a lot of brothers who decide that they don't want to ever make anything official for their own reasons. You have some who have uh, been burned so badly that they have made the determination, well, every time I make something official, it ends up falling apart, so I'm just not going to use titles anymore. You have some people who, of course, are just not wanting to do it because They still want you, but they don't want to be honest about the fact that they still want to play around. So they feel like if they keep you in this gray area, if they keep you thinking that something is one way, but never saying it so that they can pull themselves and their conscience off the hook, should you confront them about it, that everything will be okay. When in actuality, it'll just be okay for them because your feelings are the ones that are still being ignored and mistreated and mishandled. More times than not, we run into one of those situations, especially as we get older, especially as we have more people listen to social media, especially as we have more people listen to the radio or CDs or anything that virtually blasts and destroys the whole concept of having a beautiful relationship with one person who wants to have one with you. Our music is full of gray areas or just flat out friends with benefits and and not even that. To some people, friends with benefits is still too much commitment. We're in a society full of people who just want to figure out how to get in, have fun and go home. We have a society full of people that don't want to learn how to communicate, that don't want to learn how to express themselves, who don't want to figure out how to make things work with one person, either because they have and it failed or because they just don't know how it's going to work if they do it or because they just don't flat out want to commit to one person. They don't mind if you commit to them, but they don't want to commit to anybody else. So it's completely understandable to believe that there are fewer men out here who will just be black and white. I get why the perception is that way. And when you're someone who has given and given and constantly been hurt, Uh, betrayed, disappointed, mistreated, neglected. When you have a history of men treating you like you don't matter, it's very hard to stop the lies in your own head that start to believe it, isn't it? Like you got to do a lot of self-work to combat the voices that the behavior of those people left behind. You have to combat the voices that say you're not good enough to be a girlfriend. You have to combat the voices that say you're not good enough to be a wife. You have to ignore the voices that tell you that no one's going to choose you because deep down, you know you want to be chosen. Now, some of you may know that being chosen is not the end of the world or the, the beginning of the world. Some of you may know that not being chosen doesn't mean that it has anything to do with your value. There are some of you that do still feel that way. There are some of you that still feel if a man doesn't choose me, then what's wrong with me? But regardless of the side of the spectrum that you're on, 
The idea of waking up knowing that a man saw you, that a man spent time with you, that a man weighed all the pros and cons and still decided that you were who they wanted exclusively, that does do something to your spirit. It does do something to your self-esteem. It does put an extra pep in your step. It does give you an extra glow. So don't lie to yourself and say you don't want that if you do. But understand that more times than not, if you find yourself in this position, it's a clear indication that you have been tired of not being chosen and you subconsciously decided that you would rather pretend for an extended period of time that someone chose you than to open your mouth and decide to ask just to find out that the illusion is actually what it is, an illusion. So how do you fix this going forward? You fix this going forward by making a decision that you're not going to make the same mistake. You're going to do better by doing better. Well, Allison, how does that look? I hear what you're saying, do better by doing better, but what does that mean? Let me tell you how this is gonna work. You spend time with the next gentleman. The next gentleman tells you that they're having a good time. You tell them that you're having a good time also and stop. That gentleman decides that he wants to invite you out. And if you have the time and availability, you go out. You spend time with him. You want to share a first kiss or a second kiss or a third kiss or whatever. You do that. And then you come home. And let me tell you what you should do before you leave on this date. Here's where you, if you want to start writing things down, here's where you can do it. The best way to not put yourself in a relationship or even a relationship mindset before the brother offers it to you is to always keep living your life. The brother decides that he wants to take you out. That's cool. But before you go out, already have a plan of what you're going to do when you get home. Oh, I can't wait to see him and I'm going to have fun with him. And then when I get back, I'm going to have this, this, uh, nice bowl of ice cream and I'm going to catch up on this show or I'm going to pick up this book that I've been wanting to finish. Here's the psychology behind that. If you go out with him, knowing that you already have something else that you're planning to do when you get home, then you can enjoy the time with him without feeling like you can never leave. You won't get to the end of the night and he tell you that, you know, I had a great time. I'm going to go ahead and head home or go ahead and uh, go catch up with some of my friends. You won't feel this gut punch in your stomach that says, but I, I want to spend more time with you. Now, you may miss him, but it's not going to feel like the end of the world because you have already planned the rest of your evening. And there's something about always having plans that keeps your spirits up, that keeps your confidence high. Because once you've made plans, you know that you already had an alternative to something that you could be doing besides spending it with him. 
So now you can enjoy yourself. You can enjoy that that time with him. But you know, when you get home, you're about to enjoy time with you too. Or your girls, if you decide that you want to meet them up for drinks or whatever. As the two of you continue to progress though, this is where we mess up. Emotional progression is not commitment. Spending more time with each other is not commitment. Doing little things for him to make his life easier, we've already learned, that's not commitment. So as the two of you progress, you have to make the decision that you want to continue to remind yourself, we're not together until he says we're together. Does that necessarily mean that you have to go out with other people? That's on you. I don't necessarily believe in dating multiple people. I'll do another episode about that later. But if you decide to do that, that's on you. No judgment. What it does mean is that your life doesn't change. It means if you're still in school and you have a project due by Sunday evening and he calls you on a Sunday afternoon, it means that you don't decide to sacrifice and figure out how to turn the assignment in real, real quick to spend time with him. It means you tell him, I have an assignment to do and I would love to see you, but I really need to finish this first. If I'm done at a reasonable time, I'll get back to you. It means if you have an event to go to, if you have something that you promised a, a, a friend that you would attend, it means that you continue on with life without including them. Your friend decides that she wants to have a, a nice uh, uh, dinner and, and some of your mutual friends are bringing their booze. He's not your boo because he hasn't asked. So you go alone. Well, why would I want to go by myself? Here's why you want to go by yourself. Because until the brother asks you to be exclusive, anytime you ask him a question or want to invite him to something that he is immediately going to pick up as a couple's thing, you now run the risk of being disappointed. Do you want to carry disappointment into this dinner, uh, uh, this dinner event with your friends? Do you want to walk in with a level of disappointment or feeling rejected? Or do you just want to go and enjoy the dinner? It means you make your own plans for Thanksgiving, Christmas, 4th of July, your birthday. It means you continue to live your life as a single woman who is enjoying the company of a man. Because regardless of how long you're on the phone, regardless of how much time you spend together, until he has asked for a commitment, that is all you are. You are a single woman enjoying the company of a man. You continue to live your life like that. You ask fewer questions that get you disappointed. You make fewer assumptions that get you disappointed. And you don't end up going back to a life that you don't recognize because you spent months thinking you were something to this man that you're not. And now you got to backtrack. Save yourself the embarrassment. Save yourself the delayed heartache. And continue to conduct yourself as he shows you you are in his life. 
I'm not going to tell you that I think it's great that men can do all of these things with us and still have an emotional disconnect. I'm not going to tell you that I'm okay with that at all because I'm not. But at this point, harping on that would almost be as, as ridiculous as me trying to tell drunk drivers I don't like the fact that they drive drunk without also showing you how to potentially spot one and avoid them while you're driving. At this point, it's just more important on how to avoid the pain than to constantly focus on the fact that the pain shouldn't even be there because it should be simple. Dating should be simple. Men should just be able to say what the hell they want and move on. Men should be able to say, I'm just looking for a friend and stick with it. Men should be able to say, you're who I want and stick with it. It would be easier. But we can't continue to walk around focus in, focusing on what should be. Let's protect ourselves from what is and learn how to navigate around it for self-protection, for maturity. And so we can continue to be the wonderful, awesome selves that we are. I know some of you are tired of holding your breath, waiting for a man to finally say the words, I want us to be exclusive. I know that it seems like you get so close to hearing that just for something to happen. And I know that you're tired of waiting for that moment. And I can't tell you to not wait for that moment because it's a desire that you have. All I can do is show you how to wait better. And the best way to wait is to just remember that at the appointed time, and I know that you hate those words because I hate hearing them. <laughs> but at the appointed time, it is going to change for you. So make sure that you're always ready and that you minimize as much disappointment, as much sadness and as much rejection as possible by no longer allowing assumptions into your interactions with men. I promise you when a man wants you and only you, he will say it. He will say it. He will say it. You won't have to say it for him. You won't have to assume. You won't have to guess. You won't have to connect the dots. You won't have to put clues together. You won't have to bring your friends in to figure it out. He will just tell you. And for those of you who have never experienced that, I want you to understand that you haven't experienced it yet. It doesn't mean that you won't. And it definitely doesn't mean that you're not worthy of it. Continue to live your life as the single woman that you are until the brother says that he no longer wants you to be single. That's all I have for this week. You have listened to the Allison Denise podcast. I thank you so much for taking the time. If you think that I said something valuable, please feel free to share this episode to your friends, to your social media pages, wherever you think it would be best valuable. Don't forget to subscribe. And you can also, uh, while you're subscribing, find me on YouTube and Instagram under I am Allison Denise. Until next week, your mantra is this. I am worth the clarification of a relationship and I will not act like I'm in a relationship until one is offered to me. I love you. Peace.